to all of the nap our nappers out there. Thank you for tuning in to Nap Time. My name is Christopher Geringer, he, him, and I am excited to be your host tonight for the sixth episode of this live cast. This series is brought to you by our local chapter, uh, National Association of Asian American Professionals, or NAP for short. The purpose of this series is to empower our members and our community to have real vulnerable conversations where we discuss real life issues, unpack why these issues matter, and how we as allies can be more intentional about the actions that we take to make positive change for our communities and move the DEI needle forward. In the spirit of Pride Month, we will be discussing queer perspectives and experiences and more specifically, for this episode, Perspectives from a Queer and BIPOC Lens. To help us unpack this important topic, we have two very wonderful human beings who are joining us today, and we will be sharing their thoughts, experiences, and opinions on this. Today, we are joined by guests, our guests from the National, I'm uh, sorry, the Gay Professional Men of Color Organization. Please go on and introduce yourself, Lawrence and Nicholas, to our audience. Yes, of course. Um, and thank you for having me. Thank you uh, for you know uh, this program tonight because it's very important. My name is, uh, like you mentioned, Nicholas Northington. Uh, just a brief, a little bit about me. Uh, I currently sit as Senior Director of Diversity and Inclusion for MassStar Health. Um, and so that, and I also I held in the Washington DC area. And then I also, as he's mentioning, I'm part of the Gay Professional Men of Color. I actually sit as their board member as the Vice President. Um, and I continue to lead that initiative with this organization. So thank you again for having me. Uh, Christopher, thank you again for having, um, just repeating what Nick said, thank you for having us. Um, my name is Lawrence Laws. I am the Community Service and Programming Chair for the uh, for GPMC and um, currently the Depu uh, Deputy Director with the Outreach Team, which is working with um, Freedom Virginia uh, to um, campaign against uh, high utility costs and, and prescription costs um, for Virginians. Um, by trade, I am a, a, a lawyer bar, um, in, um, in, and specializing in international human rights law, um, specifically minority rights, um, uh, uh, human rights, and refuge and asylum work. No, thank you so much for those brief introductions, and I am very honored that you are able to join and collaborate with us at NAPS today. Um, so for my first question, I would like to ask, what does be, being queer and a person of color mean to you? I'll, um, thank you, Christopher, for that. I'll, and I can start off with, um, with that question. So, I mean, one thing I should say, I am, um, I myself am a gay man and also I'm uh, Muslim and I'm half Turkish and half African-American. Um, and even within my Turkish side, I'm actually Kurdish, which is, um, I mean, um, for people that don't know, are, are kind of, it's, uh, they, I, I mean, the term is actually like Black Turks because in, in terms of um, the kind of the race, uh, racism and kind of oppression that um, Kurds have had to deal with in Turkey themselves. 
um, what it means for me to have these kind of uh, identities, especially with, um, the queer, my queer identity and, um, uh, and uh, being a person of color, is I have to navigate um, you know, through different spheres, different, different realms. Um, while I navigate through these, you know, I, I try to be more inclusive in, the, in, in particular spheres I'm in. So, I mean, whether it be, it, let's even say within the black community to kind of make sure that there is a, a voice for, um, you know, LGBTQ um, folks, as well as, um, you know, Muslim folks in, 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 that, in that respect. Um, same with kind of um, within the mainstream LGBTQ community, making sure that there is a Muslim, you know, Asian, kind of Asian, voice because um, I think a lot of these, um, especially within the queer community, I, you know, you, you, um, when it comes to religion, it, it, it is kind of Judeo-Christian specific, and I think, or like focused, especially here in the US, and um, making sure to know that there are gay Muslims, there are gay Buddhists, gay Hindus, <laughs> and, um, making, and, um, and making sure that I try to include, you know, the, whatever identity that needs to be included um, in those spheres. Um, and I just, I, and I think I just kind of enjoy being able to see the world around me in these different lenses and filters that um, uh, that other people may not be able to um, enjoy um, due to not having those identities. Yes. Yeah, so, and on this same uh, definitely sentiments as. Uh, Lawrence just mentioned, I also wear a similar hat, and whereas I am a multiracial background, um, well, yes, of course, I'm African-American, I also have Asian uh, as part of my heritage as well, even more deeper, I'm part of the Korean community, and so definitely when it comes to being, uh, you know, multiracial and, and being also considered part of the gay community, to me, that was multiple hats. I mean, I would definitely have to say years ago, it was different. Um, I felt like I had to okay, be this way when I'm around the blacks and then be this way when I'm around just the queers. Um, and not necessarily, I would say, where my friends, but necessarily more so when I was coming to a professional setting or even a setting where I'm just not 100% uh, sure what's going on. I will say in my latter years, um, it means to me, it's just truly reading into it and truly being a person of color and queer is truly just being like anybody else. It's just being you. And so to me, that's important to be myself. And so that's why I bring myself um, work. It's 100% of who I am, 100% of being multiracial, 100% of being part of the queer community. Um, it just happens to be the things that have been transposed to describe me. But to me, it's just truly is just being me. And so being to me, those things that have been uh, transcribed to me, I just want to make sure that being personal, being queer is truly important. Being yourself ultimately the best for you. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for sharing your insights and experiences, and your and bits and pieces about your identity as both queer and part of different communities. You know, I think that a lot of a lot of the communities intersect with one another quite a bit, and but. There are also like little tiny nuances that I've noticed, especially within the Filipino community about how different types of um, normatives that are sort of used to sometimes judge other people who are either too dark or too, 
or are part of the gay community specifically or queer community in general. And I, um, I wanna go ahead and segue with the next question on, um, in any of your experiences, um, how has colorism affected or impacted your identity with your respective communities from a cultural standpoint? I will definitely have to, uh, just to kind of even speak into the heritage, being Korean and Black, especially, uh, I was saying in a lot of terms, was not looked at as the greatest. And so, of course, especially in the United States, I will definitely have to say, colorism did speak to my heritage because when I tell people, uh, people automatically come to me and they just assume that I'm just African American and that's just, that's all it is. But again, it's what is likely what it says, it's just an assumption. Um, and then when I do go ahead and, and describe further, no, 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 you know, my father's Korean um, and so I'm actually, you know, part Korean, then it's kind of like a really, it's kind of the sign. And it's because of course my skin is darker and even my skin is not just me, it's just even my skin is darker than my sister and I'm seeing mother and father. And so it's definitely to me, it, I've, it's played a part and I've seen it. Um, I feel like it's more of a pro, it's more of a questioning, and it's been more so of a, well, you know, shouldn't you look a little different or shouldn't you look like you, you know, a little bit more, as they say, exotic or anything like that. So to me, that's kind of how it's played in my part. And I've never really enjoyed that. You know, everyone really see it, but also I had to play that fine line of, I don't want to get angry, I don't want to get upset every time that somebody is, you know, judging or, or prejudging me based on the color of my skin or based on basically how dark I am and or anything like that. I just feel like that's an opportunity for me to sit there and educate them. Um, understanding exactly what Korean and Black is um, and it's kind of explaining history and being able to kind of give those details is kind of what I do is my standpoint to again further the education of the, of the person and kind of break down those barriers, break down exactly what it is it means to me. Again, at that, like I said, at the end of the day, it's just really it's just about being me. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's interesting in a sense that um, being being biracial, like I'm. Uh, the kind of conversations about colorism within my respect, you know, respective backgrounds. I'm, you know, I'm almost given a pass since they're like, uh, they can always be like, oh, well, he's only half black or, oh, he's only half Turkish. So it's like, um, even though on both sides, you know, with my dad's side, um, he is, you know, dark skinned black. And, um, uh, and, and what, you know, what that, it, those, the dynamics between dark skin and light skin and what, you know, what passes and what's, what's conforming. Um, I, I kind of get a, um, uh, again, like a, a pass almost for um, kind of being biracial on, on those kind in that kind of dialogue. So I know, I mean, in a, in a sense, I have a privilege in that in that respect. And with that privilege, so comes responsibility kind of, like Nick mentioned, like educating and um, and just kind of, but, and even on the Turkish side, I mean, with, with Turks and with Turkey in general, you know, there's this, there's a huge European, you know, are we, are we European, are we Asian, you know? And I mean, there's a segment of the um, country that, and I know Christopher mentioned, I talked about this, you know, in backstage before, but it's like trying to get into um, being European, trying to get closer to whiteness, essentially for them. And um, whereas with Kurds, you know, are, are very purely, you know, Iran, you know, Iranian, Middle Eastern, and um, and uh, again, I'm I'm be, I'm taken away from these conversations because they're like, oh, you're you're only half black, and so you don't, uh, or half Turkish, and so you don't. Um, we're not going to put you in these kind of boxes. I'm like, but why do we have these boxes? Let's talk about this. And so um, I enjoy kind of pushing people on uh, those kind of um, 
those topics. Um, and I almost kind of have a, I have an outsider slash insider look into these, into these um, conversations. And um, I truly enjoy being in those kind of conversations. It's hate. I hate that we have those kind of conversations, but I enjoy um, that I can be a part of them. And, and again, just kind of um, going off what Nick said, just um, being constructive in, in those kind of dialogues and kind of hopefully, you know, at least dismantling my inner, inner, you know, inner circle. Right. No, thank you for those very thought, thought provoking um, perspectives, because, you know, I know within the Filipino community itself, I, I'm, I'm personally half Filipino, mostly half Filipino, half Chinese. And, you know, there's always, in, in, in lieu of, in addition to the, the whiteness and um, colonialism traces, I feel that sometimes those have spilled into our respective communities on whether or not you're Asian enough or whether or not you're black enough or whether or not you're even here from time to a certain extent within the LGBT community. And, you know, um, how everything intersects sometimes with colonialism specifically, um, I feel that tokenism and objectification are very much of a part of those nuances. And I would like to ask you, what are some of your experiences with tokenism and objectification as individuals? Yeah, I can um, go first on this one. And like with to uh, I think with uh, tokenism, I I don't necessarily, when, when I've experienced it, 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 it kind of, it always kind of uh, shocks me at first. Cause I mean, at first I'm like, why, well, why am I in this space? And then someone kind of um, says some sort of comment, you know, about, whether it be about black, gay, um, uh, you know, Muslim or um, Turkish. And then I'm like, you know, I'm especially, and I, I think I would say, especially with my, like the, the racial component, you know, some uh, some comments are made, they're like, oh, you're, especially when I was in high, um, you know, in my earlier years with, you know, um, in high school, it's like, oh, you're only half black. And I'm like, what, am I only half offended? Like, why am I, am I, is, is this, you know, am I here just to kind of fill your, like, you know, like, oh, I have, I'm, I'm, oh, I have a, I have a black friend or I have a person of color friend and, and, you know, just to just, you know, justify whatever you need to justify to others. But then um, when it, when push comes to shove, um, you make comments like this, right. And so, or, or this is how you behave. Um, and it's, 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 it always shocks me when those kind of conversations happen. Um, and so, and with objectification, I, um, I mean, I, this one is really funny to me in the sense that like how I see it, not only in the mainstream, but also within, you know, the, the queer community in terms of like, I, I, I can see people trying to nitpick like um, what part of, what aspect of me, both physical or behavioral is Turkish or black. You know, I mean, some might be like, oh, I, I can tell which part of you is black, whether it be a skin body asset or 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 um or i oh this stuff you're you know your your eyes are turkish but yeah it's so it's, it's it's just very like um you almost feel like a a doll and you know like people are like oh you're you're in being mis, um mixed and matched with these kind of um uh things and it's, and it's almost so casual that like i um uh people don't even see it and so i've always it's always um 
and even with my hair too i mean like i mean right now you're seeing it um <laughs> short so you know people are like oh you look more turkish when your hair is short when, when i grow out it looks i look more you know it looks more black because it gets more curly so it's you know um and some people hate certain hairstyles because it makes me look a certain way so <laughs> so i i find i um it's always interesting to see people's reactions and kind of um commentary um and and in very I don't want to say superficial, but kind of like skin deep ways, essentially. All right. Yeah. And so for me, and just to continue with Lauren's part, to me, I definitely deal with tokenism. Um, and I will say more so recently, it's definitely been within inside the workplace. As I mentioned, in the line of work that I do, especially in diversity and inclusion, I have to be the first one to bring all my stuff to work. So I came in the gate first saying that. I'm a you know proud multiracial um, part of the LGBT community. I'm a generation, I'm a millennial. Those high nine, nine yards, and so those were kind of the first things that a lot of people see. It even says it, you know pretty much in the bio that came in. But what I did start, what I did notice, and this happened just recently, as this being Pride Month, and of course I'm going to yay for Pride Month. I come into literally to my office and I see a whole bunch of just pride stuff and it was uh, flags and you know, banners and all these different things and i was just kind of like okay well you know that's great but then the person that comes in gives me the things and she's like hey and these kind of things and it's kind of like well one when did you start talking like this and then two it's kind of like uh <laughs> you know and she's like but that's the other stuff I brought you um everything like that and i'm just kind of like yeah it's, it's not <laughs> and it's great you know but but I didn't say the same thing. Well, in May, it was Asian Heritage Month. I didn't see anything on my desk. Um, and so I had to look at things like that. And, it, it, you know, they put you in this kind of little box of where they think, oh, this is definitely what he wants to see. And this is kind of definitely what he's going to, you know, truly enjoy. But then I took that as also a paper because she was like, well, I just brought you all the pride flags. And I was just kind of like, well, one, um, just. <laughs> This is all the pride flag. You brought me one pride flag and just multiple kind of series. I said, but I didn't want the hairs to say that there's multiple pride. There's one that's for transgender. There's one that's for us, the silver community. There's one for youth. Um, so there's different flags. And so I, again, I take the moment to my feelings and try to educate, but I do have to continue to deal with those tokens. We are all alike. If I do support Max community and gets out there and does everything and everything else like that, I think it's important. But that might not necessarily be what's for me. And so I think the biggest thing when it comes to tokens is again the assumption point. And you need to stop assuming that okay, every uh, person is how they put on TV, and I and that's the whole kind of that goes back into the whole media aspect of they kind of they made every gay person on TV make it seem like way we just now started to come out of that kind of terminology, but there still is some on TV that act like that, and again, that's on them, but that doesn't reflect who I am as a person. So I have to sit there and continue to educate and continue to provide those details to say that you know, no, this is great. I'm not, of course, I'm not against pride, but. This, you know, all this and these flags, everything like that. That's great. I do have one, but I don't need all of this. And so, but I just think it is important to kind of speak on those aspects. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, sometimes you might feel like a checkbox, right? And like, <laughs> um, they're only focusing in on one specific trait or one certain portion of your identity and expect that they're being good allies or something. And just because they're acknowledging or recognizing 
um, a, a specific trait or a part of your identity. I think that, you know, we all can be better allies and things like that. And um, do you, either of you have any suggestions on how to be a better ally um, for individuals who sometimes might overstep or who are just not very familiar with, um, with your identity, your various ident identification markers. And right. um, yeah, so definitely when it comes to being a true ally, I, it starts off with just being simple as asking a question. Um, if you're not sure where somebody's pronouns are, ask them. And it's just simple as like, I know my, he and his, but I can't assume that the next person that looks like me or, or, or identifies in the uh, LGBT community is gonna have those same pronouns. So I think it starts with me with asking those questions. The same way is no difference if somebody has a different nationality or a different culture, you may not know how to pronounce their name, simply ask. It can't be, oh, I can't pronounce that. So I'm just gonna call you Bob. That's not okay either. So it's just, about really starting off with asking me a question because you would hate for somebody to assume something about you, put yourself in their shoes. You would hate for somebody to you just assume that, um, you, you know, if it's a lesbian, you know, lesbian, you just assume, oh, you guys are sisters. Um, no, it really is just about tipping the simple point, taking the simple step of asking somebody if you're not sure, even if you think you're sure, truly, you might want to just be 100% sure because. The time for I don't know that oh my bad is is becoming a little bit of tired out. Sorry to say as much as it's there's Google history lookups, there's you know like there's podcasts, there's uh, you know so many different sources where you can seriously do some history and do some research. That's where it kind of takes those steps to really truly become an ally and truly identify what's going on inside of that community. And then when it comes time for Time to march when it comes time to different things like that. You truly know what you're marching with, you're understanding, and you truly can stand behind that community 100%. Yeah, and just, I mean, following, I mean, just adding to, adding to that a little bit um, is that, you know, I think like being patient with that, you know, correcting, you know, your, you know, correcting your, you know, correcting your step, uh, steps in that respect. It's, it's such, it's, I mean, know, know that this is a small, you know, all this navigating that you have, you, you're doing with this is nothing compared to what the, um, you know, especially what LGBTQI um, members have had to do um, for, you know, since the dawn of time. <laughs> and so, you know, just, I mean, just at, doing these small steps means, means so much. Um, and, I think like, um, you know, like, cause I mean, it's not like it's even, it's even hard for me. I mean, I mean, I grew up bi bilingual and Turkish is um, gender neutral. So it's, it, um, it, that's not even something you have to even worry about when, um, um, but you know, I have, I, I you know, it's, it's a process even for me when, you know, making sure that I'm um, addressing um, an individual with, you know, the appropriate pronouns. And just another thing is just making, um, just listening. I mean, I think, all, um, and, and, believing um, you know queer and people of color when they say there's an issue and not trying to um, either you know one try to play devil's advocate or like are you sure or like or I don't know just um, it, yeah I think they're just um, just listening and be believing what they say um, and uh, um, goes a long way. Thank you for sharing those thoughts and um, great advice for anybody who is 
to anybody who is interested in becoming more of a better ally and just practicing aware awareness and mindfulness is very important. But um, I just wanted to thank you for your time and um, definitely thank you for showing up and being our guest today. All right, everyone, um, that's all the time that we have for today's episode. Um, uh, Lawrence and Nicholas, if our listeners wanted to connect with you outside of this call, how can they do so? Yeah, so, um, you know, first, definitely, uh, we're definitely working with the session this evening. Um, you can definitely look us up at gpncpc.org, the website that also is going to be the same on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can connect with me uh, directly. Um, you can look me up at Nicholas Northern to Facebook and on LinkedIn. Um, you can personally connect with me as a chat and go from there. Uh, yeah, and on a personal note, um, yeah, you can um, find me through uh, Facebook it's, um, and LinkedIn as well. And I um, needs to needs a little bit more updating, but I do have a per, um, personal website that is just my um, full name: www.lawrencejenklaws. That's my Turkish middle name there. Um, dot com. So. All right, and if you wanted to connect with our chapter, then you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook, search for NAPDC. And if you have suggestions for future topics or would like to take part in this conversation, then please reach out to us. Our next episode is on June 25th, focusing on the topic perspectives from queer API men with our very own NAP leaders, Keith Nishida, and hosted by uh, Chao Sun. And again, and thank you for tuning in. Much love to you all, and we will see you next time. Thank you.